0: It's Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. For all your news on politics, business, and education, it's FloridaDaily.com. Now, here's your host, Ed Dean. All right, welcome back. Another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. Eric Eichenberg is the CEO of the Everglades Foundation. The website's evergladesfoundation.org. If anybody, I want to do a road trip to hear stories about Florida issues, and I'm being dead serious, you're like, if I had a list of 20, um, you know, instead of just saying you're in my top 20, you'd probably be my top two, top three. I want to talk a lot of issues. We just had amazing, not a a massive hurricane, but a tropical storm, ETA, if that's how you want to pronounce it properly, Boatloads of flooding that took place, and I get. A, I'm, I'm sitting here going, "If you ever have a town hall form, anything like this, everybody itches and complains about the flooding problem. Is it just something we deal with? Is there something that the state's not addressing? Because I want to get to. I want to get to Everglades stuff in a moment. Or is it just something that? Why is it we're not moving the ball forward on this issue, Eric?
1: Well, you know, first it's great to be with you. 66 inches of rainfall on average is what Florida receives annually, and if we have a rain event like this in June end of May, June, July, we, we welcome it because it's the start of the rainy season. Right. The, the, the soil, the land can saturate that type of rainfall. But when you're talking about mid-November, after already a rainy season, uh, other tropical weather that we've had over the last number of months, yeah, there's the, the ground is saturated. We, there's no place to put this water. And uh, we had some folks, I was just speaking with a member of the South Florida Water Management District, and, and he was telling me that folks in, in on Miami Beach were concerned that the gates were not open to put water out in the Biscayne Bay. And the comment was the water on the other side of the gate, the, on the other side of the levee there, is higher than the water in the canals. So we can't open the gates when you have high tides or concern from the bay or else you're going to have all that water from the east heading west. So we have a number of structures and infrastructure that needs to be built to deal with these type of situations the good news, we're on track. It can't happen soon enough. Under the leadership of the governor, we're seeing progress.
0: Eric, you said something. Uh, the, li- the viewers of this are going to sit back and go, hey, Eric, wait a second. We're, we're, we are making progress, and I'm not here to put you in a position to blast people, but they're going to be asking, how come we haven't been making progress? How do you answer that?
1: Well, you know, we've had five out of the last six summers. We've had crises in the sense that Lake Okeechobee fills up, and the only option today is to raise the gates, lift those gates, and you're dumping billions of gallons of fresh water, which happens to be polluted. Mm. You're dumping polluted fresh water to the St. Lucie, to the east, the Indian River Lagoon, out uh, uh, Stewart, Martin County, and then to the west in Fort Myers, all the way down to Naples. And folks have, 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 have rallied to say, we, can, we, we don't want this water. We don't right. want this polluted water. It's, it's, there's fish kill. There's economic loss. It's a threat to human health. So when I say we're making progress, the issue is we've had crises, we've, we've brought awareness to the problem, but more importantly, we've showed the solution. And Everglades restoration, when it's fully built, it enables you to take water from Lake Okeechobee, store it, clean it, and send it south to the Everglades where it belongs and ultimately, that water goes down to Florida Bay and the Florida Keys.
0: Does some of the infrastructure programs, because you guys have a tremendous partnership with Governor Ron DeSantis, is some of these infrastructure programs, does it, does it create like, and again, I'm asking because I'm not, could, because some of these things are a little bit foreign language. Do they create a filter to clean this stuff out? Or how do you handle with some of the infrastructure projects which you guys are on board with the governor? You guys have a good partnership to advocate if we have these floodings, this is how we deal with it.
1: Well, you you raise the point. This water has to be clean. You cannot dump all this polluted water into the Everglades or move polluted water through the Everglades down to Florida Bay. And the beauty of this is we have 70,000 acres of man, man-made wetlands, uh, constructed wetlands as they refer to it, just south of all the sugarcane fields south of Lake Okeechobee that not only clean up the pollution that comes off sugar fields but also water from Lake Okeechobee that will move through these canals, and and the the filtration is effective. It removes the phosphorus and the nitrogen in the water, and you're able to deliver clean, fresh water through the Everglades, under now, Ed, these beautiful bridges along Tamiami Trail, 12-foot bridges, and for the first time in 100 years, we have water flowing without any, uh, unhibited into Everglades National Park and all the way down the Florida Bay, It's infrastructure is the name of the game here, and good news is it is working.
0: When you talk to people – for example, whether it's the St. John's in Jacksonville that, that goes into whether or not they need to create more dams. You got the Indian River L- Lagoon being born and raised in Brevard County. Uh, something we don't do enough there, some things that maybe the tax base isn't spending enough money. You got St. Lucie County down in the area representative Brian Mast. You got the West Coast of Florida. To me, we, if you talk about an issue, I mean, now we've gone past an election, the economy and COVID. If there is a under-the-radar issue that people sit back and go, Because I know you also have a great partnership with all the fishing industries as well. I'm a huge fisherman out there. If you talk to people, even though if you you didn't ask them, they wouldn't think about it. But when you ask them, you sit back and go, okay, what do you think about the water quality? When you look at the river, how it might have been cleaner years ago, not now. I think people would sit back and go, okay, let me sidestep these other issues. This becomes a top-tier issue. But we never hear about that, do we?
1: Well, when you when you come off of an, a national election like we just did and they're all crisscrossing the state asking for votes, no one's talking about those local issues when it comes to water quality. But the local candidates, whether it's for the state legislature, for um, mayoral races around the uh, around the state, they are. And and voters and constituents are bringing it forward. But you have you have touched on a constituency that has also moved the ball in a very positive way anglers boat boat boaters boat manufacturers realtors listen the economy of florida here in the 21st century is based and centered around tourism it's based and centered around real estate and you cannot have a flourishing or thriving economy if you have dirty water and again we've seen this we've seen crises over the last number of years uh, the governor had stepped up on day two of his administration to lay out a very bold agenda of how we deal with these issues and from our perspective, if you if you fund the infrastructure projects that are needed to redirect the way water flows on the Florida peninsula and send that water south, it's cleaned, and more importantly, it's recharging the aquifer for the drinking water. But it's a benefit to real estate. It's a benefit to the fishing. That's industry. right. All of those constituencies come together to demand action.
0: And Eric, you you. I don't. I don't want. To, I hate to use the word "paint the picture." No, it's it's a reality of what is trying to be accomplished right now, and yet again, I got to ask you because if not, I'll get a boatload of emails. Eric, what in the world is stopping this? Well, you've got governmental groups, you got other special interests out there, and nobody would believe that this would be such a big battle, especially for those out of a lot of our listeners and readers down in South Florida. Well,
1: uh, on December eleventh. It will be the 20th anniversary of when the comprehensive Everglades restoration plan was signed by the president of the United States 20 years ago. The second project that was in that plan was the reservoir south of Lake Okeechobee. Congress authorized that plan 20 years ago, that project. We have just under Governor DeSantis and prior to that. Uh, Senate President Joe Negron, we finally now have that reservoir south of Lake Okeechobee that's underway. It's being constructed as we speak. So our view is we cannot wait 20 years for projects that we know will bring the biggest bang for the buck when when we may discuss water, when you talk about flowing water south. We have to uh, operate with a sense of urgency. The governor has pledged $2.5 billion over the four years of this term. We need the same type of investment from Washington. And Ed, when you have these dollars flowing and you can build these massive reservoirs on the west coast, east coast, south of the lake, let alone other projects throughout South Florida and Southwest Florida, you then see the benefit and you start to see the impact of water flowing in the direction it needs to go. We call on all these elected officials to rally around the need for funding. Let's deliver those dollars. Uh, you know, voters passed an amendment in 2014 to right. the state constitution. So there's money there. Good news is it's been flowing from Tallahassee. We need it from Washington. Yeah, you can't wait. You can't wait. like that reservoir. Can't wait for 20 years for that money no, to start flowing. No, no. And and third most populous state in the nation. Again, we rely upon tourism. Uh, if you don't have that reservoir south of the lake, you're not getting fresh water down. During the dry season, down to Florida Bay and Everglades National Park—that's the whole point here. Move the water in the direction it needs to go.
0: The real quick, the infrastructure projects. When? So now this has already been ready to go. When do we, we have? We already broken ground. People hear these; these are job creations out there. What's happening?
1: Well, they yelled in August, firing the hole, and I was there. That's they right. Detonated uh, a number of acres to start building the uh, the canal and the stormwater treatment area. Again, this constructed wetland for the reservoir that's going to be uh, constructed south of the lake to purify the water. So, with the Army Corps of Engineers, the state of Florida, uh, the Water Management District, these projects within the next five to eight years, you're going to see significant. Change on the landscape, significant progress with these uh, with this infrastructure when it comes uh, to fruition. And um, again, it's not overnight, but we cannot wait another twenty years. This is a this is a vital time here. These next four to five years certainly to see continued progress.
0: Eric Eichenberg is the CEO, as you can see it with the graph right there. The Everglades Foundation. Check them out evergladesfoundation.org and i know we're going to have a lot more of these conversations leading up to uh, legislature and some of the committee meetings coming up
1: hey good to see you today thank you ed great being with you all right
0: more on the other side another edition of florida daily tv